That was My God by Jethro Tull off the Aqualon album. Which brings me to the topic for this podcast, and that is God. Now, before people get outraged, and for those that believe in God, I just want to say that if that brings you comfort in your life, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. But I have some questions that I wanted to raise today about the whole idea of God. Moses went to the mountain, and God spoke unto him. Moses, this is the Lord thy God commanding you to obey my law. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you, I hear you. A deaf man could hear you. What? Nothing, I finished, forget it. Oh, Lord, why have you chosen me? What would you have me do for you? I shall give you my laws, and you shall take them unto the people. Yes, Lord! Lord, I shall give these laws unto thy people. Hear me! Oh, hear me! All pay heed! The Lord, the Lord Jehovah! has given unto you these 15, ten, ten commandments for all to obey. Well, I thought I'd try to start off with a little bit of humor. That was from Mel Brooks' History of the World, Part 1. But thinking about that little segment from that movie, and given the circumstances of today's world, it really got me wondering, where is this God? Why was it that he was so active thousands of years ago in the time of Moses and Noah and the birth of his son, Jesus? Since then, he's been pretty invisible. Now, Mormons would argue that he came back back in the 1820s and paid a visit to John Smith in a vision that he had. But really, over the past thousands of years, he's pretty much been a no-show as far as I could see. So my question is, is he the type of God that's kind of a laissez-faire God who pretty much keeps his hands out of the situations going on in the world? Whether it's the mass shootings that have occurred in this country over the past several years, or the situation in Ukraine, or the number of people that are starving across the world, particularly the children, or the number of vicious dictatorial leaders that seem to be running rampant across the world today. How are these situations or circumstances left so unheeded by God? What am I missing here? I just don't get it. If God is all so merciful, then how could these situations continue to happen all the time? Some may argue, suffer now for your reward will later be in heaven, or that it's a part of some idea of it's God's plan. I don't know. I just have a hard time, particularly when it comes to the suffering of children, that I could buy into that whole program. 
The other part of this concept of God is the followers, particularly the so-called Christians, who day in and day out in their lives just seem to emanate a lot of hatred towards others. They don't like people of color. They don't like gays. They don't like people of other faiths. There just seems to be a lot of hatred filled in their lives. They seem more like Old Testament fire, hell, and brimstone than followers of Jesus. But we'll always end with a God bless you or praise Jesus. This fight has come to us, and you know what I say? Bring it on! No homos will ever be allowed on this church as long as I'm the pastor here. I'll, I'll put it this way. Any man who would have sex with a man would have sex with an animal. That is true. About five or ten years ago, a lot of the stuff that I preached, people thought it was too radical. Now, to me, LGBT stands for let God burn them. Right. But now they're starting to see, oh, wow, he's right. But you say, well, it's LGBTQ. Well, then you could say, let God burn them quickly. I think what makes our church special is just how the preaching is totally unfiltered. I don't have any advice for homosexuals except to put a bullet in your own head so that you don't molest my kids or anyone else's kids. Uncensored, just raw Bible preaching. And that's what people are looking for. Now, some may argue this is more of an extreme case of Christianity than what typically occurs in this country. But I will point out in the 2020 election, over 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. Out of that 74 plus million, how many of them thought themselves as being good Christians? You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. No, it wasn't. Your Twitter account, yeah. for the record, it was well beyond Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, I'm sure it was. Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. So I got a little notice in case you see the security guys. We have wonderful security guys. They said, Mr. Trump, there may be somebody with tomatoes in the audience. So if you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them, would you? Seriously. So once again, I will ask, out of that 74-plus million that voted for him, how many of them do you think consider themselves to be good Christians? So when I think about this and I think about the history of religion, I often wonder whether religion and this whole concept of God is just a way of justifying people's actions. And sometimes they aren't always the best of actions. And if there is a God, I wonder how he or she could allow situations that happen in Uvalde, Texas, in Buffalo, New York, that's happened in Ukraine, that's happening in Yemen, continue to go on and not intervene. So these are the questions I have about this whole concept of God. And as I said in the beginning, if you are a believer, that's fine. I have no problem with that. If that brings you comfort in your life. I'm simply just posing these questions to consider as you think about the whole concept of God.
Yesterday, yeah. 